Well, hello, and welcome back to Noah's Window. And this morning, we're going to talk about a question that came in from our Noah's Window audience. And so we got the question uh, in, in reading Romans chapter 6, the Bible tells us that uh, the wages of sin is death. But then if you're reading in 1 John chapter 5, towards the end of the chapter in verse 16, it says, If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray, and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I'm not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. And that begs the question, if you're just looking at the word sin and death, it seems like it contradicts. Well, first of all, Marielle, let's look at the proposed contradiction to see if it's really there. But here is that proposed contradiction. In Romans 6, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. It looks like death always follows sin. And then in 1 John chapter 5, verse 16, the Bible seems to say that there is a sin that does not do what Romans 6 said sin does. Well, here is the problem with taking a, a line or a verse out of a context and looking at it outside of its context. So let's go back into the context of both Romans chapter 6 and 1 John chapter 5, and let's look at these two sentences in their context. In Romans chapter 6, the whole verse says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, if we were to go back to Romans chapter 1 and go all the way through chapter 6, what we would discover is that Paul is proving under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that all of us are sinners and we need the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you go back to chapter 1, it's the secular person without Christ who is guilty. In chapter 2, it's the religious person without Christ who is guilty. Chapter 3, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. Well, what is the result of that? Romans chapter 6. Here's really the kind of summary verse for the first six chapters. In Romans 6, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's true for all of us, and we're all sinners. If there was a period there, it really would be a contradiction to look at 1 John 5 and then Romans 6. If there was a period right there in that sentence, then we might have a contradiction, but we don't. Look at the whole verse, Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So that whole context is about being saved versus being lost. In 1 John chapter 5, we're not talking about being saved versus lost. This context right here is all about Christians. It's all about believers. Maybe it's a moment for us to stop and and talk about what death is, because I think here's what will help us understand this question better than anything else. The Bible talks about three kinds of death. There is physical death, that's when we read about somebody dying in the Bible, or dying even in our world. There is spiritual death. The Bible speaks of a person who is spiritually dead as being dead while that person lives. In other words, they're alive physically, but they're dead spiritually. They're dead to God. But then in the book of Revelation, the Bible speaks of eternal death. Eternal death there is not the cessation of existence. I mean, think about that concept, mm -hmm. eternal death. So the idea that we have about death, it would not fit that context. Eternal death means eternal separation from God. So if a person dies physically while they're dead spiritually, then eternal death is the result. What are we talking about in 1 John chapter 5? We're talking about physical death. 
And this is a very good question that's come in because the Bible does talk about something in 1 John chapter 5 that I don't think we hear enough about today. The Bible says that a believer can continue on in sin. And by the way, when we see the word commit in front of sin in the book of 1 John, what we need to understand is that verb in the Greek is proso. It means to practice sin. So what what the Bible is talking about here is a believer can so practice sin unrepentantly that finally God will say, I'm going to take you home early. Now, let's go back and look at what John said in 1 John chapter 5. He does not forbid us for praying for someone who might have committed the sin and the death. He's just saying, I'm not saying you should. Why is that important? Because early in the verse, he said, as believers, if we see another believer sinning, we should pray for that believer. Well, the fact of the matter is, we will never know whether a person has committed the sin and the death or not. So consequently, we should always pray for a fellow believer who is in sin. Notice John doesn't say, I'm asking you to pray for believers who are sinning, but I'm asking you not to pray for believers who have sinned the sin unto death. He's saying, I'm not saying that you should. In effect, he is saying, your prayer will not work in that situation because God has determined that that believer has Mm. crossed a deadline where God is going to take that believer home early. I will tell you one thing this really does say to me. Um, and I've, you know, I, I've got, I've had a pet peeve uh, all my years as a pastor, definitely, and, and my, most of my years as a Christian. There are a lot of people who say you have a date on the calendar of God's calendar, and you're decreed to die on that day, and nothing is going to change that. That's insane. The Bible never says that. The I really do believe that a person can hasten their death. I mean, clearly, if a person you know, smokes five packs a day and dies of lung cancer. I'm not going to say that day was marked on God's calendar. The, the problem with that, it's a, it's, a, it's a distortion of a verse in the book of Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible says, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. That's just kind of a clause that's setting off what's about to be said. But notice that it does not say that Every man or every woman has an appointment with death. The Bible is saying it is slated to us. It is, it is appointed to us that we should die once. It does not mean that date is on our calendar. Well, Mary Alice, I'm sorry for going off oh, that's good. You know, on, on a discussion, but, but we're talking about two different things. So when the Bible talks about the wages of sin being death, in the book of Romans, it's talking about eternal death. When the Bible talks about the sin unto death in 1 John chapter 5, we're talking about physical death and the fact that a believer can cross a deadline where they just stubbornly continue to sin to the point where God says, I'm going to bring you home. Maybe this is a trite way of saying this, but I remember when I was a kid in elementary school, there could be a kid that would act up so much, the teacher has said, straighten up, straighten up, straighten up, you know, stop talking, you know, stop, you know, shooting spit wads or something like that. And the kid just goes on and on and on. And after a while, I remember sometimes the teacher would just say, hey, bring your desk right up here next to mine. You know, and, and, and maybe that's a that's a trite way of looking at a very deep concept. But it's a wonderful question. And and the question, I think, especially about First John five has been asked a great deal. And I hope this brings some clarity. Yes, I hope that answers your question. And I hope that brings some uh, relief in the sense that we know that it, that it is true. Sin does. The wages of sin is death. 
But as Christians, it's important for us to not live in rebellion and to live in obedience. Yeah, and I think going back to going back to the importance of context, you know, uh, some Christians could say, well, you know, maybe if I sin the sin and the death, does that mean that I have to go to hell? Well, <laughs> look no. at the whole context, because notice at the beginning of verse 16, I think I mentioned this earlier, the Bible says, if you see a Christian brother, so clearly we're not talking about a lost person here, and if we look at the context in verse 13, what do we have? Just three verses earlier. He has given us eternal life. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. And then, of course, verse 13, which I was referencing, I've written this, this to you who believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Yeah. So I draw that from that context to say that a, a person could have eternal life, but they could so turn their backs on God that they might experience physical death early. Yes. So thank you for sending in that question, and it was a really good one. And we love to hear from you, and we love to talk about these things. We, we talk about these things anyway. I'm, I've spent a lifetime pitching questions. So, <laughs> so, well, you're uh, pretty good at answering questions, too. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Well, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for giving us your word that we can study and get understanding and for the confidence we have from your word, especially in First John, that we can be absolutely sure that we know that we have eternal life, uh, even if you should call us home early. Thank you for your great love for us. Thank you for our Noah's Window family. I pray that you be with each and every one of them, each and every family that's represented and watch over them this day. Provide for them as only you can. I pray that you would just bring whatever is needed and give us um, courage and faith and peace and all the things that we need in this life today. We'll be careful to give you the glory and the honor and the praise. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on Noah's Window today. I want to add one more thing. This is a challenge of a, of a complicated text. We should never judge someone else who yes. the Lord brings home early because some of these things are just in God's hands. In fact, all, all these things, things are in God's <laughs> hands. Right. And so I think it goes to what the Bible says in Deuteronomy, the secret things belong to the Lord our yes. God. Yes. So again, complicated text. I'm sure it raises questions as well as answers. Right. And and if you were to distill it down for us to absorb personally is we need to walk in obedience. As, we do. As and we need to pray for believers. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Those two things. So I hope that helps you today. Uh, God bless you guys. We'll look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. We'll see you soon.